We are the lab doctors. I'm Amanda. I'm Dorothy. And I'm Zhao Yong. We are biomedical researchers who realise we still have a lot to learn about science. So why not join us on this quest? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lab Doctors podcast. So before I get into this week's episode, I have two questions, or actually a lot of questions, but <laughs> let's start with the first one. What time did you sleep last night? Oh, pretty early for me. It was like 11.30. I was so tired. Okay. Usually it's 12. And maybe. Oh, do you get enough sleep? No. I mean, do you feel like no. you got enough sleep? <laughs> no, dude. Last time during COVID, what do you call it? Circuit breaker. I could sleep like until lunchtime, wake up for lunch and go back to sleep. <laughs> so maybe this episode won't be relevant for last night, but I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this. Today, we're going to be talking about revenge bedtime procrastination. Have you heard of this term and what do you think it means? No. I haven't heard of the term. What do you think it means? Oh, is it like you slept too much and then you procrastinate to sleep because you feel like you've wasted time sleeping? No. Oh, <laughs> it just sounds like there's two negatives in that phrase, so I'm a bit confused. Mm, that's fine. What is it again? Revenge bedtime procrastination. Revenge bedtime. You are trying to compensate for your... You always say your, it. You're that? like, oh, you're trying to regain. Yeah, reclaim your day. Like, yes. <laughs> because you feel very out of control. Like you keep doing a lot of things that you didn't want to do throughout the day. Yes. Okay, so the term was originated in Chinese social media in 2018. And okay, let me send it to y'all. Like Chinese social media in English? No, no. so that's Chinese characters, Chinese, no. which I sent to y'all because I don't know how to pronounce it. Baofu. Aoye. Can you read it? It's Baofu Sing Aoye, right? Oh, I, I didn't see the middle word. <laughs> Somehow. I saw four characters. Yep, so that's for our Mandarin speakers out there. But basically, that's the term that was originally coined. And the concept refers to the phenomenon of staying up late at night to reclaim time for themselves or yourselves. So people who exhibit this behavior decide to sacrifice sleep for leisure activities or simply to have some quiet time. And it is often seen as a way for individuals to regain control of their time and assert their autonomy in the face of work and other obligations. Mm -hmm. So it actually gained popularity in China where a 996 culture is super common. So have you heard of this? 996? You work nine days a week. Try again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think. You work for nine days a week from nine to six. So it's derived from the practice of working from 9am to 9pm, six days a week. Oh yeah, that makes more sense. I was like, how do you work from 9 to 9? Nine? 9 days a week. No, how do you work? Yeah, 9 days a week. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cruel. So the COVID-19 pandemic was said to also be a culprit for the widespread practice of revenge bedtime procrastination due to the blurring of boundaries between home and office. Mm. So what do you think are the behaviours associated with bedtime procrastination? Video game. Phones, mm. social media. Mm. TikTok, probably. Oh, yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> I mean, not that I use it. Yeah, I also don't use it. Yeah, so those are very common behaviour that people choose to do instead of sleeping. And according to the Sleep Foundation, there are three factors that are required for a late sleep time to be classified as bedtime procrastination. So the first is a delay in going to sleep that reduces one's total sleep time. The absence of a valid reason for staying up later than intended, such as an external event or underlying illness. And the final one is an awareness that delaying one's bedtime could lead to negative consequences. 
So the addition of the word revenge here refers to the decision to delay sleep in response to a lack of free time earlier in the day or stress and frustration. Mm. Okay, so now that we've talked a bit about like the definition, my next question is, do you experience it? Um, I don't know. I don't think so because I feel like if I ever do it, the reason is valid mm. to me, even if it's to watch Netflix. So uh, no, I don't partake in it. <laughs> but I guess does it reduce your overall sleep time? Yeah, it does. But then it must fulfill all three, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So the reason is still valid to me. I, okay. I don't see oh, fair, it as in, invalid. Right. Okay. Yeah, if I same like if I stay up late to watch a certain show or to use my phone, it's just it's not because I didn't have enough time to do that in the day. It's more of like because I want to yeah. continue watching the show. It's like I'm addicted to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And if I and if if I fall asleep halfway watching the show, then I'll be like, Okay, that's my body telling me I'm tired, so then I'll go and sleep. Yeah. So I feel like I'm making an active choice to do it, even though I know it's bad for me and I'm not getting enough sleep. I said that we can't relate to you. No, no, no. I'm glad because I'm okay. I'm neutral, I guess, because like I always try to regain control at night. But actually the topic for today is more on bedtime procrastination and not revenge bedtime procrastination. So I'm actually very relieved at least that you somewhat experience like procrastinating your bedtime. So maybe not maliciously or like in revenge, Uh. but you do like sleep later or you experience insufficient sleep because you're doing something. Just sounds like you have no self-control. And like we all don't. I think yeah. it's very relevant, self-control. So I'm glad you brought that up. So a new thing, this bedtime procrastination. The term itself was coined in 2014 by Floor, Gross and colleagues, where they defined bedtime procrastination as failing to go to bed at the intended time while no external circumstances prevent a person from doing so. So they conducted an online study to assess the relationship between bedtime procrastination and individual difference variables related to self-regulation and general procrastination. They also investigated whether bedtime procrastination was a predictor of self-reported sleep outcomes. So these are things like insufficient sleep, hours of sleep and fatigue during the day. Hmm. So the questionnaire was administered to 203 participants Adults? Yes, adults. Because I'm thinking of children and how they always procrastinate bedtime. Oh yes, this is adult participants. And it had several sections, including questions about bedtime procrastination, general procrastination, and sleep patterns. It also had a section on self-regulation where they asked questions about four variables, which are self-control, conscientiousness, impulsivity, and action control. So here's what they found. Half of the participants experienced bedtime procrastination and this was positively correlated with self-reported sleep insufficiency. So basically half of them didn't get enough sleep. Mm -hmm. So bedtime procrastination was negatively associated with self-regulation. It was also more common in participants who claimed to be night owls or reported high levels of stress. So one interesting thing that they brought up in the discussion is that whilst general procrastination typically involves delaying a task that you don't want to do, In this case, people generally want to go to bed, right? So their speculation is that it's not so much a matter of not wanting to sleep, but rather of not wanting to quit what you are doing. So along the lines of what you say, it's not that you don't want to sleep, it's that you want to continue doing what you want to do. Yeah. Okay, so this is the first paper, I guess, that really connected bedtime procrastination to things like self-regulation or emotional regulation. So just a short note on another study that builds on this self-regulation and willpower theme, Kemp Horst and colleagues hypothesized that the cumulative effect of resisting desires is related to bedtime procrastination. 
So in 218 participants, they found that people who resisted desires throughout the day have a cumulative effect on people's self-controls when it is bedtime. So meaning like if you keep denying yourself throughout the day, so like there's a lot of things that you want to do, but you had to like attend to other obligations or whatnot, Mm -hmm. then it kind of like weakens your self-control at night. Like even though you know you need to sleep, you don't go to sleep. Yeah, Mm. I want to have time for myself and put myself first. So basically, after a day of resisting desires, people are fatigued and may feel entitled to rest and relax as a reward. Mm. So we've discussed a bit about bedtime procrastination as being an issue of self-regulation, but not everyone is a proponent of this self-regulation and self-control theme. So which brings us to the final study for today, which is done by this group in Germany, led by Jana Kunel. And the team proposes that it could have something to do with chronotype. What's chronotype? No idea, but it sounds like genotype. It's the type of clock you have in your body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh my god, exactly. So chronos is time and typos is type. Together, these words refer to an individual's preferred or natural pattern of timing for sleep and wakefulness. Mm. So the concept of chronotype has been further developed and expanded on in fields of sleep research and chronobiology. And it's now commonly used to describe individual differences in sleep timing and circadian rhythms. Mm -hmm. So the TLDR here is that this refers to whether you are a morning person or a night owl. So a bit of digression, but do you know what's the opposite of night owl? Early bird. No. No. (laughs) Apparently not. Day back. I don't know if you've ever heard of this bird. I don't think so. Just a normal person. Morning lark. L-A-R-K? Yes. Apparently that's some bird. Yeah, yeah, it's some bird, but I don't want bird. Kind of cute. I like lark. Oh, what are larks? Oh my god, I forgot. You know all about wingspan. (laughs) Let me search how does a lark look like. Sure. It's like a sparrow. Yeah, it just looks like a sparrow. Yep. Okay, so consistent with previous studies, about half of the 108 participants reported experiencing bedtime procrastination. But in contrast, one of their main findings is that participants who identified as evening chronotypes or night owls were more likely to experience bedtime procrastination than participants who identified as morning chronotypes on workdays. Contrast to earlier studies, bedtime procrastination was um, not related to self-control resources and they suggest that self-regulation may be particularly challenging for people who prefer staying up late. Mm-hmm. Okay, so from all this, what we are most likely observing at play here is bedtime procrastination is a multifactorial phenomenon. So one other consistent thing in these studies that should come as no surprise, especially if you've been listening to our podcast, is the negative consequences associated with insufficient sleep. Mm. So lack of sleep has a negative impact on memory, decision making, and has also been associated with irritability and difficulties regulating emotion. Mm -hmm. Besides that, it has been linked to mental health issues like depression and anxiety. Mm. And furthermore, sleep deprivation can worsen physical health from heart and metabolic disorders as well as our immune system. Mm. So what can we do about it? Do you remember? Like sleeping at the same time, sleeping (laughs) seven hours, don't take naps. Oh, right. Also, don't take naps, fun. What else? Don't drink coffee after like two. Don't eat too late, is it? Oh yeah, don't drink alcohol before you sleep. Mm. What else about your bedtime routine? Don't on the light. Don't exercise. Like. Don't, wash, don't use oh, the, the exercise one, is, I don't know if you remember, we're like, some people are fine to exercise at night, some people are not. So yeah. that one's up to you. I was going to say like an hour before you sleep. Oh yeah, yeah okay. Something that. like that. So other things include developing a stable routine to use every night to prepare for bed. No! <sighs> 
stopping the use of electronic devices. No! Including cell phones and tablets for at least half an hour no. and ideally longer before What am I going to do for half an hour without my phone and I? <laughs> The best is probably to just... Stay in the space. Yeah. Or read, like, you know, like an actual book. Use like candlelight. No, but you need light also with an actual book. What? Yeah, but I think... Candlelight. No, not candlelight. As in like, okay, so I don't know if you realize the difference. Like when you're reading from your phone, the light is like shining at you. Whereas okay. like the light when you read is like around you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's better for the eyes apparently. Yeah, I guess so. What? I don't know. That's why they say like you should read a book before you sleep instead of like... How do I scroll social media without... On a book. It's just the intensity of the light, isn't it? The book is still reflecting light into your eyes. It's it like is, you can't it is. see the book. I didn't see. <laughs> it's just that, not so direct. There's no and light. light I'm just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't think this all on me, right? I'm just a messenger. No, so and it's still best to stay in the space. Is it the best to stay in the space? <laughs> in the like, darkness. If starlight glows in <laughs> In the darkness. Fade into darkness. Okay, so besides that, um, things that we can ingest. So um, one suggestion is to snack on nuts, seeds and pulses, which are sources of the amino acid tryptophan, which helps produce melatonin. Uh. So in terms of supplements, you can consider taking vitamin D or magnesium supplements, which we've talked about, and these have been shown to induce sleep. And the final thing is to stay hydrated. Right. So I think my very last question before we wrap up is, did any of this help? Or will any of this help with your bedtime routine? I mean, the magnesium help. I feel like after I started taking the multivite, I wake up less in the middle of the night. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I think multivites are magical. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel it, feel it, but like, I think it's doing something. Yeah. That's great. Uh, No, I don't think my sleep routine will change. Mm. I just think these researchers just put a name to our problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like a lack of discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless they're going to like say, okay, because of this phenomenon, maybe we're going to adjust everybody's working schedule to fit what kind of prototype they are. Flexible work timing. Oh, we are going to... Yeah, like- yeah, yeah. And it's like very weird because like I thought we are supposed to be reacting to the daylight. And therefore sleeping at night. You know, like our bodies just... Oh, when when they say chronotype is like night chronotype, it doesn't mean don't sleep at night. It just means oh. you sleep later, I think. Because I know someone who chooses not to sleep at night, even though they have to go to work in the morning. Are you sure they're not vampiric? I don't know. It's like they they just they say they, they, are, the they are better at night. And therefore, I don't know when they get to sleep, but like on the weekends for sure. But it's tough though, like especially with people who maybe work shifts or like you can't really control that, Mm. you know? I guess maybe not so relevant for you guys, but maybe I'll answer my own question since you don't experience. Wait, what's your question? Like did any of this help or will any of this change? Or change what I do? Yeah. I think the health thing does change. As in, it's because I realised that at this age, (laughs) in the last few years, Mm -hmm. it's like if I don't sleep enough, I will fall sick. Mm. So therefore, that is something I want to avoid. So then yes, but everything else, like nah, I'll just do what I want. Yeah, so more to do with like the sleep aspect and like the physical, I guess, impact of sleep. Yeah. I think for me, it's the shift in mindset that procrastination is more to do with like emotional regulation and recognizing it because I'm really bad at this. So yeah, I just wanted to remind myself that I need to sleep. Mm. 
And as usual, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Spotify. A like and a comment would really help us out. You can also follow us on our social media, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and feel free to DM us any questions. Alternatively, you can email us at thelabdoctors at gmail.com. We'll post the links in the episode description so you can check that out if you're interested. Thank you. Mm. <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was not planned. <laughs> cool.